Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. It's not too much long afterwards that Iskra approaches. Hopefully you all remember her, at least Darwin and Aranis. This is the Ice Genasi that you met so long ago, back outside of Cabris. She was working with Ingrid, the Fire Genasi, at the time, and they were transporting prisoners at the time. Iskra is responsible for Felicity losing an arm. Mm-hmm. But thanks to Iolana and Darwin... She had a change of mind, let's just say. Came around to thinking that Darwin represents a truer version of Coram's laws and rules than Malsius and the conscription in particular. And upon seeing the pair of you, at first she's excited. And then she's worried. You see both of those on her face just real fast. Oh, hey! My... Friends? Like, I don't know friends, but, you know, allies, people that I know, people I can trust. And then just like, oh shit, what are they doing here? And she approaches like, Darwin, when, when that kid appeared, I wasn't sure to believe him or not. What are you doing down here? It's a long story. I'll bet. Do we have time for it? I don't have to be back at the church for a bit, so... If I need more information, just let me know. But otherwise, what can I do to help you? Strangely, actually, uh, we need information. Okay. Morello kind of mentioned that. I'm just not sure what you need. Is this information going to get me in trouble? She's not necessarily worried about it, but she needs to know if, like, okay, I'm taking on more risk here. I mean, only if somebody finds out that it was you that told us. Okay. What do you need? Steals yourself for the worst. I mean, we really just need to know, like, what the people and forces look like inside the Quorum Monastery. (laughs) That... (laughs) That is a tricky one. Unfortunately. There's been a divide since Malsius summoned the conscription back here. I was already back here when they started arriving. And at first, no problems. People getting called back. It happens. But not everyone took kindly to that. Malsius still controls the church. And presumably still has many who are devout to him and to Korm's teachings. And if he's the only one you're after, you might have some unpleasant allies on your side. But there are a group within the church, and she looks at Darvin, who've been experimenting with a new path, a new way. Darvin clearly implying, like, a new monk way. Like, you're the way of long death. The way of the open palm. There's all these different paths 
ways that monks train. She's indicating they are experimenting with something new. I do not have all the information on them. I don't want to get that close to them, to be honest. I don't know how ingrained they are in the church. I don't know how many there are for certain. I can only assume that it's not enough to act yet. But I do know that they want to move soon. I can't give you much besides a few names and what they're calling themselves. I haven't heard it spoken, but I've seen it on scraps of paper here and there. Probably notes that people have misplaced. (sighs) Or maybe I've just gone digging a little too deep. They call themselves the Way of Obligate Mortality. Malcius may be zealous in his beliefs, but he is still devout to Corum. These people, these people seem devoted to the goal of the conscription and don't like that they've been recalled. And they're looking for a way to grow and expand that, if I had to guess. So if you're worried about the forces inside the church, well, it's not just a single force. (sighs) Okay. I was not expecting an extremist branch of extremism. Um, Can we have her... I'm not there, but can I have one of you ask her just, like, to what degree has Malcius towed the line with Quorum's decree? Like, if he's fallen in line and he's not a problem anymore because he's brought the conscription in and they're not conscripting, then as much as I really don't want to say it, He's no longer an enemy. Um, but he's an enemy to Finnegan. Well, yeah. And, and, and then that's a broader <laughs> question, right? Is like, does he still hold that grudge? Is he still, like, if Finnegan were to walk up to him and he'd be like, yo, Finn, we're good. Like, Finn would have issues that could maybe be talked out. But, mm. like, as a whole, is he still a bad guy? Uh. Is my question. Yeah. Or now do we need to walk in there, side with him, and root out the true evil in, in his home? A follow-up question that I can understand why Finnegan may not be thinking about this, but Darwin and Arnest, could you face Vale again, saying, like, we went down there and we're friends with him now? Nope. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, like, that's going to be a moral internal question you have no, to ask yourself. but I... I would be more willing to at least hear his side of it before I shanked him. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> like, sure, we can listen. Like, like I'd, I'd be more willing to at least like listen to him tell it, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever the story is, before <laughs> I made the decision to like kill the fuck out of him. All right. I mean, like, he has a history of always being on the wrong side of the stuff. Like, he's clearly Mm -hmm. a power-hungry megalomaniac, and he's not ever going to be a good guy. But I just, I think we need a little bit more information if we can get it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, All right, then. Darwin or Arnis, do either of you want to approach that subject? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Okay, so, let's see. There's this issue within the church this crazy branch of people. Mm-hmm. So how do I want to ask this? Uh, okay. So they want to keep bringing people in and they're upset. Does that mean that Malcius has actually like recalled all of his forces and they're no longer conscripting people? Conscription wasn't a verb. That's what they called themselves. Okay. Well, they're, but they're no they're longer verbing themselves. Yeah. They're no longer, like, doing their thing. They're, they're no longer, I mean, Iskra asks, Like, forcing not, Quorum's grace on people. You mean they're not <laughs> hunting down those right. afflicted by the withering? Right. He sent out a recall. And it seems like everybody's answering. There could still be a few out there. I don't know everybody, of course. But a lot of forces have returned. We're going to have to hear this guy out, aren't we? I'm not saying he's lenient. He's still very rigid in his beliefs. 
but they do seem to be limited to this city now. Not that he's... Mm-hmm. So, let me make it clear. She's not saying he's going out and having his forces kill everybody who is afflicted here in the city. That probably happened right at the start of the conscription. Those crimes have already been committed. But, yeah, no, he's called them back. If Coram gives him an order, especially directly, he seems to be the type to follow it. It's those others who got a taste of the power. And of, I don't know, the thrill of acting on it. That seem to want more. Um, I, uh, I hate to say this, but, uh, I think we might need to actually talk to him. Instead of just throwing punches. Shit. Never easy, is it? <laughs> we couldn't just come into town and have the bad guy still be a bad guy, could we? Well, he I'm is not saying still he's a, a good guy. guy. There's nothing like that hasn't changed. Like his past crimes are still crimed. <laughs> right? Like that still happened. And you're the ones who wanted intel. The intel is that there are a lot of people in the church, a lot of forces, conscription and non-conscription. But there also happens to be this splinter, this almost cult that is going a little bit above and beyond. Mm. Is there any way, next question in the series, that I think can lock Mm -hmm. things home? Do people want to call Finnegan over? I, I just... Since no, I'm a liability. Has, um, okay, okay. But, like, can we ask her if he's publicly denounced this faction? Could he secretly be leading them? Oh shit! There's yeah. That that's the obvious next question. Okay, like, okay. So, um, as I'm mulling over this, like, shit, we're gonna have to talk to this guy. It would occur to me to say, like, has Malcius said anything about this faction of people? Has he said, like, oh, God? The risk of sounding like a Mandalorian, like this is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know how else to phrase it right now. <laughs> Goddamn Bo Katan out here. Um, <laughs> um, my thing, what, man. What does Iskra say? Honestly, I don't know how much he knows about this. He hasn't said anything publicly, to my knowledge, and he hasn't said anything internally. There have been vague reminders to follow the will of Corum, but I don't know if that's directed at this or not. I'm not going to tell him. And it's not necessarily because I don't think he should know about it, but that would out me as knowing about them and being against them. The risk I'm not willing to take at the moment. Okay. Um... I'm going to ask you to do some wild speculation here. What do you think the odds are that the reason he hasn't denounced this group publicly is that he secretly wants them to take over or is leading them to take over? Based on everything I know about Malsius, low. If he's turning against Corum, that would be a big change for him. And this right. certainly seems to imply going against Corum's will. Right. Going against direct orders from mm-hmm. his god. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I see yep. that. One one clarifying question for Scott. Yeah. When we met Malsius the first time, he was working directly with the god of chaos, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't meet him there. Vale's it was mom. in that memory, though, right? Oh, it was Vale's mom. Okay. Vale's mom was there. Pathox was there. And um, what's her name? Mr. Sengal. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Mr. Sengal was there. This was shortly before she left to go confront Malsius and meet her unfortunate fate. I feel like I should have done my homework. I'm trying to remember. I, I probably should have done mine as well. I probably should have re-listened to that one because I'm trying I think to remember that was why the most she went to, to take him kill out. Malsius. Yeah, but I'm like I'm trying to remember the motivation beyond just that it was a contract. Didn't didn't Pathox like threaten her or something? Wasn't there some sort of like It seems like something he would do. I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly one hundred percent don't remember. 
No, I don't remember either. Also, Iskra wouldn't have any of that information. Yeah. I don't even know if she would have been here at all at that time. Because that would have been decades ago at this point. Right. Well, wait, but it was something about, like, they ambushed her, right? Like, Pathox wasn't supposed to be there. Like, she was just supposed to go do a thing. Mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. they ambushed her and were basically like, oh, we'll let you live if you go do something. Right. right? Yeah. I think. I think. I don't. To, to answer Chris's question, no. As far as we know, Malcius has not partnered up with any of the other gods. He has only been a servant of Corum. Oh, and probably the reason Pathox wanted her to kill Malcius was because Malcius was in with Corum, and we know that Pathox and Corum were like, <laughs> they hated each other. They were always oh. trying to like shit on each other. Wow. Not literally, not I literally, mean... but like, what am I? Am I wrong that they were always trying to like get at each other? They've got a complicated history. I will say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I, I think always sure. is a stretch, but you know, sometimes playfulness turns to real violence. I or sometimes that. jokes get carried too far. Send an assassin after you. <laughs> Whoops. I sent an assassin after your boy. What you gonna do? Um, but yeah. Iskra says, look, the others don't know I'm out here talking with you specifically. They just know that I've left. If you need me on the inside, I can be there. I don't know how much active assistance I can give, but I can do what I can if you plan on going to the church. Yep. Well, Darwin, it's so wonderful to see you again. Do you have any, do you have any new insights? from Corum that I should take back to the church. I know Malcius tells us plenty, but it'd be definitely good if there's any new takes that you have. Trying to remember, do I? I, I don't think directly. I didn't think so. I could make something up. Yeah, you can always make something up. I mean, <laughs> you can make it up and it's a lie, or you can make it up and it's the truth, just based on your experiences over the past years. But, but I don't see a I don't see a point. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shake my head. All right. What happened to your Genasi friend, Ilana? Right? How come she's not here? She left. Oh, but still alive. Reasonably. Oh yeah, she's she's good. Oh, that's good to hear. I was actually kind of hoping to see her. Ingrid was never the same after that. So it'd be nice to. See another Genasi now and again. Okay. If there's nothing else you need from me, I'll make my way back to the church in a little bit. Don't want it to seem like I left just to come right back. Is there anything else for Iskra? I don't think so. For me. Okay. In which case, Iskra's going to turn around, walk to the edge of the town square, where her posture will change and she'll get more official-looking as if she's patrolling the streets on behalf of the Church of Corum, begins walking down the road, just kind of staring down each of the streets, looking at people, giving little nods here and there to folks. People aren't unfriendly. It's just, it's cold outside, so people tend to, like, they tend to have that attitude of, like, I got somewhere to be. The younger folks, though, might be having a little bit more fun out here. All right, that's Iskra's information that she has. Hmm. What's next? I need to go find Finn. He's easy enough to find. You didn't lose him. Yeah, I assume like we knew where he was. Mm-hmm. And I just basically tell him literally everything that happened in the last yeah. conversation. You're not going to like this. <laughs> cool. Oi, and what does that change? <sighs> well, in regards to Malcius specifically... Nothing. However, it seems that now we also have a larger problem, which is we can't just cut off the head of the snake and expect things to be fine, considering he's now just not out murdering people who are already suffering. The way I see it is this. It is not my job to get the House of Corum in order. 
they've come to dole out justice to the one who's led them, and then they can deal with themselves. Darvener Arnis, you got a response there. Except you're not actually fixing the problem. Like, you're fixing part of the problem, but you're not actually solving the problem that you, in fact, and us, that we dealt with all the time. Which are these people going around just, like, murdering people who are suffering from the withering. Like, you're not... It seems to me now, actually, if we just take out Malsius, the problem may actually be worse. Oi, that is a viable way of looking at it. <laughs> is there not an argument to be made that in following Coram's decree, by recalling all of his forces, in stopping the conscription, that those below him are good monks and would do what is right, that they follow Coram the way they're told. I would argue that Malsius manipulated these people into following what they believed were Coram's laws when they were actually his own, and that these good monks of Coram would then search out those others after a example was made of Malsius and eliminate the cancer within their own home. Is it our place to investigate their internal issues? And this is said not with like, a, like I don't want to do it. It's just like, a this is kind of the question of like, I'm, I'm a military man, right? And like, is it a civilian's job to come in and solve all the problems in the military? Or do they come in, they get rid of the biggest problem and let the military take care of the rest of them? You just give me an idea. Um... Darvin. <laughs> I was going to say, it may not be Finnegan's responsibility, but Darvin has much closer ties to this whole church. Do... This would be cleaning up his own house. <laughs> um, do the monks of Corum have any sort of equivalent to, like, and say, Yolana running around that you're aware of? <laughs> not that I'm aware of, but they wouldn't not, you know? <laughs> hmm. Do you mean, like, internal affairs who keep order within the house? Yes. Okay. That's exactly what I mean. All right. Do remember <laughs> that the Inquisition was not known to all members of the denouement. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am aware. Okay. And so if they did exist and Darwin didn't know about them, I would not be surprised. <laughs> but it seemed prudent to ask the question. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, remind me, and this only happened last week, so I should remember it, but <laughs> did, did Darwin spend some of his time working on getting a title? No, that, that was... he did? That was, that was one of the that options. Was that was exploded. Man, that would have been cool. I should have thought of that. Might have I mean, come in handy here. I mean, I should have currently. Yeah, you do currently have the title of Avatar of of Corum, so there's that title. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not so much a position within the church as it is uh, an honorary. Not that it doesn't come with benefits, but it's not like there's always somebody with that role, and you earned it through like study and mm, mm, mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm interning you did you earned it by going out there and doing the work of quorum and putting your body and soul on the line so it's like an honorary degree mm -hmm. but oh, people still respect it like, no 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 he's he's got a doctorate honorary yeah, it's, yeah it, but it's more than that like because you you earned it right yeah, no, like he did and and honorary mm -hmm. degrees aren't technically like earned. yes yes that's true that's true they're just like, hey, you're cool, and we want to associate with you with our school, so, like, have this thing. Mm -hmm. My follow-up question for Darwin is, hearing that the House of Corum is not in order, does that prompt you to want to get it back into order? Well, yes, definitely. But I could be smart and patient about it. Didn't we get a drop, like, in Season 1, when we were in... When it when we were in Earl the first time about like factions coming up within the monk order and stuff like that already, I don't remember entirely. Okay, 
I mean, there's all these factions within monk orders because they're not all like class monk. You know, they're just practicing monks. That may be giving God too much credit. Oh, maybe. I I do remember like there are groups within Corm's monastery who after Darwin goes out and like, oh, that person needed to die and I killed them. Then the bodies just go away. Somebody else handles that. Darwin didn't know who. But yeah, other people make bodies disappear. There are different roles within the monastery that are not class monk, but are little m monks. Chris, were you trying to say we're derailed or that we're railroading? No, I think we're derailed. Okay. That's what, that's what I thought. We're still like sure. on topic, sort of. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of there. Vaguely there. It's okay. about monks. This is the information we have. What do we want to do with it? I, I think, honestly, like the, uh, I have a lot of opinions, but for the first time, this 100% is not my call. And so that means that the two of you need to duke it out and figure out what we do. Because while I want to do what's right by Veil... This is way more Darwin and Finn's issue than it is Arnis. So he step back and goes, you two. Mm-hmm. I think we have to talk to Masius. Rebuttal. Finn, how do you feel about I, that? Oh, I, I think Masius needs to die. How I think he needs to go to visit his god. How about we talk to him and then maybe he dies? Wait, there's no maybe. You heard what I said on the tra- airship. He must pay for the lives he's taken. Whether that means we part ways, then I am willing to accept that. Oh, damn. Okay. That's fine. Let's kill him. Can we at least talk to him first? <laughs> Please? <laughs> no, that's that's dirty. I'm going to talk to you, and you're going to help me and give me all the intel I need, and then I'm going to kill you anyway. It's not cool. I, so we're not- I'm fine with talking to him. Like, Darv- I'm not going to say anything. I will stand there and wait until your conversation's over. I mean, I, so I, I want to at least know or see if we can find out if he's egging on the extremists, Mm -hmm. right? According to Iskra, probably not, but I, I want to hear it from him if we can. Now, frankly, if we go in there and he goes and he takes one look at Finn and goes, you, and starts like hurling stuff, then. There's no talking, but like, okay, it sounds like you're all very comfortable with just walking in and going to talk to him and then most likely ending in trying to kill him. How much talking gets done in the meantime, who's to say, but that's what it sounds like the plan is. Yeah. If so, I say, let's go do that. Mm hmm. It's a church. It's not closed to the public. Aside from any of the like business of the church and of the monk stuff that they do, they're still at the church of death. It is almost always open. All right. If this is the plan we're selling on, this is what Finn is going to say. Oi, I want to give you a fair opportunity to have your conversation. I'll let you into the building. I'll wait a few moments. I will come in and I will take a seat somewhere and meditate on... What must be done? When you're ready, when you're done, you let me know, and I'll reveal myself. Okay. All right. Are we going to the church right now? Yeah. All right. Well, if we're ready to go to the church, let's go to church. After your discussion, Marillo pops out from the shadows, and he will let you know how to get to the church. Since I just realized you don't have old one with you anymore either, and you need to know where to go. Merlot will let you know how he got there. From here in the city square, it's not far. 20 minute walk, maybe. Through a couple of side streets, onto another major road. The sky, clear above you. You do pass by a couple of other guild houses here in the city. Specifically, the Working Hands, the Builder's Guild, and the Harvest of Rabillo, the Smithies. Both of them work in buildings that have not been fully excavated from the snow and the ice. But they do have their signs out front and examples of their wares. And there are a number of other guilds here in the city as well, or groups, I should say. But the Church of Korm, this is located in the southeastern corner of the city. 
There's a small graveyard outside, much too small for this city, especially given the acts of the conscription here when they first started out. Darvin, you would assume that there is a crypt somewhere. You've been in Corm churches before. You know that it's not all out for everybody to see. Sometimes it's buried. Only the front portion of this church has been excavated from the ice. The rear portion of the church has the ice climbing high up up to, I don't want to say ground level, but up to the natural snow level. It's fairly safe to assume that some of that has been used for building out the church. As a church devoted to the god of death, the doors are almost always open. And that is the case now. Rather, they are unlocked. Most businesses tend to keep their doors closed here just to keep some warmth inside. Most buildings are not overly heated, though. It is still coat weather inside. Entering into the church, Darwin, it does have a feeling of familiarity to the one back in Karami. There are differences, of course. It's not copy and paste. You know, they're not all following the same blueprint. But there are certain just familiar indicators of, ah, I bet the quarters are down there. I bet the kitchen's over there. You know, private prayer rooms over there. Funerary rites equipment, you know, down there. There are a number of pews lining this main room, at the head of which there is a pulpit, and there is a large stone and permafrost statue of Corum, very similar to the one back in Karami, just bigger. No orb in hand, in case you were worried, but it stands looking out over the pews. There are other monks here. There are just citizens here. Some are grieving. Some are in prayer. Some are just staring off into the distance. Some of the monks will give you nods, particularly you, Darvin. One, you've got that weird leg, now in a fancy scabbard, of course, but it still looks different. But also, they can recognize some of the monk attire, kind of like the way you wear your clothes and things. I, I know your clothes have gotten destroyed many times over, <laughs> over, the, over the course of your adventures. So they don't, they're not confusing you for a monk who works out of here, but you know, they recognize. And as far as Malsius's office goes, that is likely just behind the giant statue. When I say giant, probably 20 feet, maybe a little more. There's very high ceilings in here. But behind that, there are a pair of doors, which Darwin, I think, is safe to assume would lead to Malsius's office, him being in charge of this church and all. What do you want to do? You're here. If Finnegan's going to hang back, are you going to hang back out here with the um, general populace, or are you actually going to go into his office with everybody else? No, nope. I'm I'm hanging right here. I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to pray. I'm not praying to quorum, but I'm praying. Okay. Legitimate prayer or just fake prayer? Oh, legit. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a it'll be a prayer to to Yoru first, and then Agnitai second. Okay. Okay. Darvin and Arnis, you stand before the doors into his office. If you're going in, there's the door. Let's see. There's. Will you call him out to you? Depends on how private you want your conversation to be. Do we want to draw that much attention immediately? Probably not. Entirely up to you. Yeah, I would assume not. I'd, I'd open the door. All right. And you both enter in. This is a sizable office, but it is not devoted to luxury or to extravagance of any sort. There are numerous prayer books and funeral rites books, lining shelves, covering as many different customs that they can manage to pull together. There are symbols of various churches and gods all over the place. If you're bearing someone who wants, you know, traditional draconic funeral rites, you have to have the right words and the right symbols. And this is all definitely in accord with things you've seen before, Darwin. There's just so many of them, and they are all kept very orderly, very clean. This is not a messy space. Everything seems to be placed with purpose, organized. Malsius is seated at a desk. There's a much smaller version of the Quorum statue there on his desk, 
in the robe, the hand outstretched. It sits on the corner, just looking out. No, 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 no. It sits on the corner looking in. It looks at Malsius, this little statue. He has a few books and journals to the side of him, some papers, a quill, and he appears to be in some meditation or prayer or thought. And you can see his lips moving, and you can tell that he's whispering something just imperceptible. He finishes up, and without looking up, he says, Welcome to the Church of Coram. How may may be of service today? And then he looks up. His very thin face. Very thin man altogether. He's wearing loose robes. He has very peculiar gloves on. Let's just say. His eyes are a bit sunk, but focused. And there is no hesitation in his movement. It all seems clear and with a purpose. And though he might look frail, he definitely carries with him the confidence of a religious man. That devout nature. Would either of you care to respond to him? Alright, I... Unless somebody wants to instruct me with how to be more subtle, I'm just gonna ask the question that we are here to ask. Go for it. You don't have to be subtle. Yep, nope, ask away. Cool. I really just have one question. <laughs> what can you tell me about obligate mortality? Hmm. Harness, roll persuasion. Darvin, you can assist here if you wish. Just need to know how. E... I want to assist, I just don't know how. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to expand on the question or reveal your true identity here. Um, no, I can't think of how to expand on the question. I'm not ready for that. So I think maybe no assist yet. Okay, okay. Arnis, go ahead and roll. Uh, I just did. I got a 26. Okay. Malcius very calmly stands up, walks around the side of his desk, walks along the side of the room past you. He's approaching the door, and he closes it behind you, and begins walking back towards his desk afterwards. Where have you heard such a term? From people who would call themselves followers of Coram. I prefer to think that I keep a very tight rule on this church, that everyone here is as devoted to quorum and our cause as I am. But I am not a fool. I know that cannot be the case. Obligate mortality. <laughs> Obligate mortality, he says with a bit of disgust, is a corruption of what the Church of Quorum is meant to do. We aid, we assist when death is near. Whether it is days, weeks, months, or years, once it is certain, we aid. We offer Corm's peace. Obligate mortality, on the other hand. Obligate mortality, this belief, is far more severe. To put it bluntly, it is a belief that everything that can die should die. Not at any moment, of course. Otherwise, there would be going after perfectly healthy and well individuals. But in its extreme, it's believed that as soon as something is hurt, or is ill, or shows that weakness, it is the duty of those who follow such a path to show them Coram's grace. Though I would not deign to call it grace in that situation. Why? Do you ask? Um, before I answer his question, I don't really have a lot of reason not to believe him, but can I roll insight? Of course. <laughs> Darwin, you may roll insight as well. Insight is always available when people are talking to you. It's just I don't want to ask it after every single time people say anything. <laughs> right. So that's mean, all we would ever do. Right. There's not, there's not always a reason, but mm -hmm. in this Well, that crit failed. Hmm. I, on the other hand, got a 24. Darvin, it's been so long since you've listened to the head of a church speak at all. You've spoken with Corm directly, but not 
the head of a church or a monastery. And his voice, just the way he speaks, carries so much authority. Just, why wouldn't you? He's the, he leads this church, he leads this monastery. He is speaking clearly, as if from Coram. Arnus, though, you get that sense. You know, this is how a preacher, a leader of a religious group, speaks. And you're able to see through that. But that doesn't mean he's lying. When he speaks, he does speak as if he is at the pulpit. But... In this sense, in this case, he seems to be telling the truth. He is not a fan of obligate mortality, and he does view it as a corruption of Korm's views. Okay, what was the thing he just asked me? Why do you ask about it or something like that? Yeah, why? Uh, Because we, like you, see it as a problem. Who's leading them? What do you mean, who is leading them? It's... Who is convincing people that this is a thing to do? The idea of obligate mortality, that those that can die should, is not new. Hmm. It has been a religious theory, a philosophy, but it is not a group. There might be those who dabble with it when they are young, but it has no standing here in my church. If you know of anyone practicing such a thing here or elsewhere, they should be stopped. I do not. Just some people within your ranks that think it's not a bad idea. Who? I don't know. I I need names. I don't have How did you discover this? Same way you hear about anything. Somebody tells somebody, tells somebody else, and I hear about it. And who did you hear it from? If not from them directly, then who? Why would I tell you that information? Because it is dangerous to keep. Yeah. Seems like it's dangerous to give you the name of the person, though, too. Hmm... Hey, you've got this potential cancer growing in your church. I'm not going to tell you. Any, I'm not going to give you any leads. Nope. Great. Um, nope. Sorry. Not giving you the name of that person because you're going to go after them. And I don't need that shit because they helped me. So. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you are not a follower of Corum. Clearly. Any devout follower, any true monk of Corum, would assist in this situation. Isn't that true, Mr. Grimm? (laughs) Yep. He's calling you out. Oh man. Rock. Hard place. (laughs) Darvin. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. My name's Oscar. Kidding, I think. I was like, he already called you Mr. Grimm, man. He knows who you are. (laughs) He thinks he knows who I am. He don't know me. <laughs> How's that deception I bonus, am, buddy? <laughs> I am bad. Well aware that your leg was taken from you, Mr. Grimm. I am well aware that you had replaced it some time ago, and it is curious to see it in person. So, Mr. Grimm, if you are a true follower of Corum. You will share what information you have with me. I don't have any more information than my friend Arn is here. All right, buddy. Let's roll some deception. <laughs> Wait, do I know something Arnus doesn't? You know that Iskra you know gave you this information. Yeah. He wants yeah, to know but, who told you. And... Yeah, but I'm just saying I don't know more than Arnus, which is not technically, right? <gasps> oh, that's what, is that that what Darwin is saying? A lie. Yeah, that isn't yeah. technically a lie. It's not technically a lie, but it's still deception. It's deception. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like yeah. you're saying, I mean, do you want to roll persuasion instead of deception? Just to be mm-hmm. like, uh, I Probably know as much matter. as them. <laughs> Ooh, if you'll allow it, that's a better, that's slightly better for me. Yeah, yeah. If that's I, fair. I would allow it. Because you're cool. just being like, I know as much as this person. And if you believe them, you should believe me. Exactly. And he hasn't put the screws to Arnus in that way yet. He's doing that to you, though. Okay. Persuasion. 
Slightly yeah. better than deception. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen. Mr. Just to make absolutely certain here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mr. Grimm, I understand alliances with friends and companions. But do you mean to say that that is truly more important than devotion to Korum? You mean then helping the people that took my leg? Yeah, it's a little more important. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because I was about to if you didn't. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, um, Darvin, you should, you should take some inspiration for just throwing this shit in his face right here. Nice. <laughs> I was so about to bring up the fact that he fucking stole your leg, and I'm so glad you did. <laughs> I don't think he's going to try to lie about this. You were not using it at the time. No one knew if you would ever be using it again. And you have been touched by Coram in a way that few have. I have put it to use serving Coram. Coram's direction may have changed for the conscription, but that does not mean we shouldn't use the tools we have available to us. Mr. Grimm, I understand the desire to protect someone, but in this case you are mistaken. I will find out who told you. I will root out any traces of this obligate mortality that may be here. And though I would not call it grace, I will see that they receive Coram's justice if they are practicing it. He's giving you one last chance to give up Iskra. I'm sorry, Malcius. I want to go back for just a second. Are you calling <laughs> my friend here a tool? Because it seems to me that he's a human person, and just because he, quote-unquote, wasn't using it at the time doesn't give you the right to just steal his leg. <laughs> yeah. At the time, we thought it nothing more than trimming a branch from a tree to make the handle for an axe. What? <laughs> you. Okay. As in another thing that is alive, but I, yeah. not using its limbs. I, I, I get it. I. So, okay. Mm, um, I mean, that's not better, right? Because now you're just calling him a tree, and he's still a human person, and you stole his whole leg from <laughs> my root, if you will. <laughs> I think I. Hmm. <laughs> and now you're trying to guilt him. He sure is. Into giving you information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're happening. the one that's committed theft, I just don't understand. I don't expect you to understand. Arnus. If you're traveling with Darwin, I assume that must mean Arnus Gray. Newly divine and doing a poor job at it, from what I understand. Depends on who you talk to. You do not need to understand what we do in the Church of Corum. You don't understand your own yet. I want this information, and I would prefer if you gave it to me. It would be faster and easier than if I have to root it out myself. But I will, if that's what it takes. And if you're not willing to give me what I want, you may go with Corum. As a way of dismissing you from his office, not like I'm going to murder you now. He's being very short. But to walk with death is not, like, a cool thing to say to people as they leave your presence all the time. <laughs> right, clearly. <laughs> there are nice ways to say it. He is not doing the nice way. Darvin, you know this is like a, ah, oh, go fuck yourself way. <laughs> please Bye, kindly. Con Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> please, please kindly fuck on out my office. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Give him what he wants, or get the fuck out, or punch him in the face. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're sort Face of at the, bunch. like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're at, right? So, okay, here's what I want to do. Since Finn said, Finn said he was coming into the church, right? But, like... Oh, yeah, he's, like, outside the like door praying in somewhere. The, 
in like the public part. Okay, so he says his bit, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, we're clearly done here. Like, this is this is fine. Like, one, he doesn't know anything, and two, he's still a goddamn asshole. So cool. I don't know why you expected him to not be an asshole. Oh, I did not expect him to be an asshole. It's just nice to have it confirmed. He's so, so righteous. So, <laughs> so righteous. So I want to pull that righteous stick right over. Anyway, okay. I open the door. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna leave. Yeah. I don't say goodbye. None of that. You know, he says go with Coram. And I go, okay. And I open the door to leave. And look out like mm, I'd say that's your cue. Beautiful. And as I hear this, I stand up and I step into the aisle. Cyril standing next to me. Throw back my hood. You're leaving the door open, right? Of course I am. Cool. I draw both of my wands and I stand there. I mutter a word, casting thaumaturgy upon myself. Oh, very nice. And I say three times louder than my normal voice. <laughs> this is going to ring throughout the church. I, Malsius, monk of the Church of Corum, for the crimes committed against the children of Yoru and all other withering sufferers the world over. I, Finnegan Tempest, will dole out the rightful of fate you deserve. By the chains of Agni Toy and the scales of Yoru, you shall pay for the lives you ordered ended before their time. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash skyrenpodcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.